I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. The, the podcast. podcast, and I'm not Theo, and I'm not Juliet, and we're here to welcome you to our 101st episode. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so, Theo, how are you doing? How's your week been? What's shaking bacon? My week has been work, 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 and fine, right? Yeah. And then, like a lot of people in America, I am trying to buy a new car, and Ooh. it is not fun. And I've been trying since July. Wow. Where are we at? Oh, hi, it's October. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, not not possible. They want you to, every dealership so far, mm-hmm. they have what they call a price adjustment. So mm. they're not selling the cars for the sticker price. They're selling them for higher because inflation and the, 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 the supply chain, right? Yeah. Um, so cool. And then if you get on a list, you give them a thousand bucks or whatever they say you're going to give them, right? Yeah. And that money gets used towards the down payment of your car, towards the car, okay. right? Okay. Some dealerships, if you don't buy the car, too bad, you lost your thousand bucks. It's it's a placeholder for you now, right? Damn. Cancellation fee, whatever. Um, Damn. So, great. And then, once you're on the list, and other dealerships aren't taking deposits, they're just adding your mm-hmm. name to a list. But most are asking for a deposit. Most of the ones I've spoken to in Austin are asking for a deposit. Then -hmm. you get on a list and then they just let you know, like, hey, there's some cars here that are coming in. Do you want one? And it doesn't matter if you want a blue car, you're going to get a red car and you're going to shut up about it and be happy. Yep. You get what you get. You get what you get and you don't get upset. Or you can wait and you can wait for the car that you want to come in. Um, And so it just, it sucks. And used cars are as expensive as new cars. Damn, I should sell my car. Of course, oh. I wouldn't be able to get a replacement. Well, right. And so you could sell your car and keep the money. <laughs> yeah. And ride it out for a year and then yeah. go in, right? But yeah, it is it is not the time to buy a new car. So what kind of car are you looking for and what, what have you been offered, if anything, so far? So nothing. Nothing has oh, come wow. in, right? And I've, I've quit, like dating, I, uh-huh. I've settled on one dealership instead of going out to the movies with 10 dealerships right right i found the dealership that i like to go to the movies with the most and so right that's the one that i'm so i i'm done with all the other ones right right and uh and let's see and so i he gets a list every week and i will text him every week when i know the list has come in because he'll say, oh, the list will be here on Tuesday. It'll be here on Thursday. And then I'm like, hi, were there any cars for me? And uh, he'll say no. Mm. And that's that. So this past week, he called me at 730 at night to ask mm-hmm. me if I wanted to go to the movies with him. And I said, <laughs> yes, I do. And he said, great, because we might have a car tomorrow at noon. 
and I will text you around lunchtime to let you know. Wow. If I don't text you, we didn't have a car. And so I know what's oh. happening here, right? He's got a buyer, but he thinks like that buyer might flake at the last minute. And uh-huh. so, okay, great. I'll get this other guy on. But at least I'm in his rotation. Uh, right? Okay. So it, now yeah. I've gone from having to chase him and send him a text message to ask for updates to now right. I'm on his list. He knows I'm a serious right. buyer. Um, I am looking for a RAV4 Toyota. I want dependability. This is not a commercial. Um, <laughs> I just think from personal experience, they are fantastic cars that only ever need to have the batteries changed. And uh-huh. so that's what I want. And I am so happy to um, say goodbye to my current car, which yes. doesn't have any cameras, doesn't have any sensors on it, doesn't have... Really? Yeah, really. Doesn't have any of that. Um, and I can't... It it has Bluetooth, so I can use my phone hands-free in the car. Yeah. That's yeah. it. It has a radio. Wow. It doesn't even have a CD player. I don't know if mine does or not. Huh. But, uh, like, it's got nothing. It has the radio and Bluetooth. Yeah. And I can connect yeah. my phone through Bluetooth and play using a third-party app, which sure. adds a lot of static to the sound. But if I want to hear um, my phone... Over my car system, yeah, I've got to use a third-party app, which which sucks. Oh, what a pain! Yes, and so I can't wait to get rid of this car. But at this Yay. stage, it may be forever. That is what is shaking bacon. How's the weather in San Francisco? Oh yeah, what's shaking bacon for you? It's uh, it's it's foggy and cold. I've got a sweater on because I'm freezing. It's uh, I'm like fifty some degrees. So um, the, the usual weather for this time of year for San Francisco. We had our summer, which was two days of ninety some degree weather. It was really eighty something, but um, it was hot for us. And uh, now that's done, and we're in uh, pretty much in fall now. So I think we change the time soon, don't we? Oh, I, I don't have know no when idea. That is, but yeah. I think that's coming up. So be aware that might happen. Um, one day you might wake up yeah. and the time will be different. Time will be different. Uh, time will be different. Um, the shake and bacon news for me is um, we're actually recording this a week early because I'm going to Big Sur. Uh, and the other shake and bacon for me is that if you remember a few podcasts ago, I mentioned that I had uh, inadvertently ghosted a friend of mine and spent years wondering why she wasn't talking to me when it had been me ghosting her the entire time. And uh, the good news is that we are now in we are now texting each other and trying to set up a date to have coffee or something. So uh, I invited her to, to see a band with me, but she doesn't know the band, so which I shouldn't be surprised by. Um, so she's not interested in going to see the band. But um, do you know Santa Gold? No. Okay. It's a woman. You'd like her. I'll send you something. Oh, but, do. Um, Anyway, um, so yeah, so we're going to go. She's now working at one of the museums, which is right near my house. So I think one day during work, I'll go by and, and uh, have coffee with her or something. So so that's good news. That's uh, happy. Uh, and that's what's shaking bacon on my uh, side of the world. That's awesome. And I love how it was her fault for ghosting you. And right. that it turns out that you're the one who... Blame it was is me. a strong it was word. Me the whole time. Yeah. It was me the whole time. It was totally my fault. <laughs> but, you know, we write those narratives about ourselves right. and our lives, and and they're true. And yeah. I'll say, thank goodness you took the time to go back and 
and revisit that. I mean, that. I'm stunned that she would want to even talk to me now because it's been literally years. It was before the pandemic that she ghosted me or I ghosted her, actually. So it's been literally like three years or four years since I even talked to her and that she would want to talk to me now. It's just amazing. But that just speaks to what a nice person she is. Maybe she thinks you're someone else. <laughs> that would be funny. And then I go over to have coffee with her and she's like, hey, what are you doing here? Right. <laughs> Wow, I thought you moved. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the other thing. I'm surprised that she hasn't moved away from San Francisco like so many people did during the pandemic. But anyway, so what have we got today for our uh, apology, accepted or not accepted? Well, we have your favorite subject, which is the weather. Um, so we're, <laughs> we have your favorite subject, which is porn. Um, yeah, so we're right. going to combine the two and talk we're about combine it. That's your favorite subject is porn. And my favorite subject is the weather. Uh, now I have a new category to search through weather porn. <laughs> God, can you imagine? Uh, I bet it exists. Oh, you... I don't know what it would look like, but you know that it exists. There's porn for everything. If you put I'm in sure like, like peanut butter corn porn, <laughs> you would find porn for I'm people who love peanut butter and corn mixed together. I'll bet. I'll bet it exists. I bet it exists too, but I'm not going to go look for it because I don't need that on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Brett one day going to look for something on my computer and peanut, peanut butter, butter porn porn, porn showing up. Porn. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Speaking of corn, um, before we jump into this, are you following the TikTok trend or whatever it is about corn and corn boy? Because it's showing up on my newsfeed. Vaguely. I don't vaguely. know what it is other than some kid wrote a song about corn. Some kid, some kid was saying, just he was just saying, he was recorded saying how much he loved corn, how beautiful corn was, and how good it was. And somebody set it to music, and then it, now it's like a sound for all the TikToks, and it's just dumb as fuck, and I, I hate it. I just, I just, don't, I want, not, I want nothing to do with children. Period. Even songs that they've supposedly like, even, sort of written, even childish songs of joy. I want nothing to even do with. Even cute children singing about corn. I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Well, good. Then let's talk about a weatherman who um, innocently was naked online and was fired. He was naked online. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Eric, um, I'm going to pronounce his last name. It's A-D-A-M-E Adame. I'm going to pronounce it Adame. I think that's correct. I I listened to a YouTube podcast, YouTube, to learn how to pronounce his name. And I think that's what they said. I don't really remember, unfortunately. So Eric Adame is a meteorologist or was a meteorologist for Spectrum News New York One who has been nominated for two Emmys, and he was fired recently for appearing on an adult cam site. Nude screenshots from an online video chat were sent by an anonymous user to his bosses at work, as well as his own mother. Adame posted the news on Instagram earlier this month, saying that he wanted to share his truth rather than let others control the narrative of his life, to which I say, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Noting that his psychiatrist has called his actions compulsive behavior and that he is, quote, not in a position to disagree, unquote, Adame wrote, I secretly appeared on an adult cam website. On this site, I acted out my compulsive behaviors while at home by performing on camera for other men. It was 100% consensual on both of our parts. I wasn't paid for this, and it was absurd of me to think I could keep this private. Nonetheless, my employer found out, and I was suspended, and then termination. According to Deadline, Spectrum had been in talks with the meteorologist for several months over his webcam activity. 
Adame, who had been a meteorologist at, at NY1 or New York 1, I don't know what it is, since 2007, has taken legal action in New York Supreme Court against webcam parent company Unit 4 Media Limited. He is seeking the identity of the anonymous individual who wrongfully disseminated the images to petitioner's employer and mother with the intent of harassing, annoying, or alarming petitioner and tortiously interfering with petitioner's employment relationship. As a result, the filing adds, Adame was fired by his employer. Adami accused the anonymous user of violating state revenge porn laws. I'm a victim, whether that's going to be classified as revenge porn or not, Adame said. New York City Council member Eric Botcher tweeted, I stand in support of Eric Adame, who is the victim of someone who tried to destroy his life by sending nude photos of him to his employer and his mother, he tweeted. Botcher included a link to the New York City Health Department's Safe Sex and COVID-19 guidelines, which recommended that New Yorkers enjoy sex virtually to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. So the New York City Health Department was actually encouraging people to enjoy sex virtually. And then poor Adame does it, and he goes and gets fired for it. That doesn't seem fair. It's Cynthia Nixon tweeted, Dear New York One, yours is not to judge your employer's private consensual sexual activities, but how he reports the weather. This looks and smells like a civil rights violation, and as an LGBTQ New Yorker, I am particularly troubled by it. Please reinstate Eric Adame now. Adame had apparently been a member of the internet forum LPSG, or Large Penis Support Group. Which, you know, hi. Seriously? Okay. <laughs> you think he was flattering himself? Well, I... Like, <laughs> or he was just looking for large penises. I will tell you, it's not a website that I am familiar with, right? Okay. I would own up <laughs> if it was like, oh, that's the largest, no puns intended, the largest website out there. there. Yeah. But um, no, maybe in Manhattan. Uh, I don't know. I got nothing. Initially, when the story crossed my um, radar, I thought yeah. that it was like OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. That's but what I thought, too. It seems as if it's just a web chat service. So because Adame is, uh, was clear to say that he had not been paid for his webcam time, which is like, that was mistake oh, so number it wasn't one. Fans, so he didn't get paid. So it was just like a free chat or something. And then you sign yeah, up it's for just one of those video chat things that people sign up for. And then a chat roulette, maybe is it one of those things? Exactly. Well, okay. I imagine that it is based yeah. on the word the penis. That we have. And <laughs> so, so yeah, so you've got to sign up for it. Um, and then I imagine you probably also have to prove your, age is my guess because i think with chat roulette you can just sign in Um, oh maybe yeah which is like and i know there's a lot of nudity that happens on chat roulette because it yeah it appears in like a lot of jokes or whatever um but i think like kids can just log into chat roulette too i don't think there's an age checker service right so i imagine with lpsg um that you have to prove how old you are Okay, that would be good. I mean, it would make sense legally. I mean, uh, it, uh, as long as the age thing is taken care of and, and it's consensual, which it you know almost has to be if you're if you've gone to a certain site to look at it on purpose, I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't I don't see any problem with him no. um, showing naked pictures of himself on the internet or walking around naked on the internet or whatever he was doing on the internet. I think it's fine. And I I don't think anybody should be concerned with what he's doing in his private time. I know that a lot of companies are concerned with what people do in their private time because they're representatives of the company. And, you know, I've 
I've been told at many companies I work for that I, you know, I need to be cautious about how I behave outside of work because I'm representing the company and that's important. Um, but I, I, I honestly don't think that that should be the case. I think, um, what you do in your own time is your own business. I agree with that. But then at the same time, it's like, I agree with that with caveats, right? Yeah. Does, unless you're a school teacher and you're going on pedophile sites. I mean, that's, that's obviously a problem. But, well, right. I mean, you know, there's hemophilia sites. one thing for the bank teller to have only fans, right. Or, mm-hmm. or whatever, not my business. That's, that's fine. And, and then yes, another thing, if it starts to become, somebody who has, I don't know, direct influence over, that's where it starts to fall down, right? It really does feel like a case-by-case basis. Yeah. Uh, but the weatherman? Right. Who right. cares? He's just given the weather, and it's okay if he's a gay man. And, you know, if he'd been a straight man being naked on the internet, would he have been fired? I don't know, but maybe not. Maybe. Um, I mean, doing sexual things online, and I could see, so i both sides of this fence. I can see where it shows a certain lack in judgment, right? Yeah. And so if, and I can see the employer's viewpoint. I'm going to put on my employer hat now, right? Okay. Right. So you're my employee and you have done something that you, you've done this thing. You, Juliet, have done some online sexual stuff. Sure. And, and you're a public face for our company, one of the many public yeah. faces for my, my large company. Right. Large. And, uh, and then I say, Hmm, that really feels like questionable judgment on your part. And if your judgment is that questionable, what might you do from nine to five while you're employed here? When I employ you to use your judgment to make judgments that will better the company. Right. So right. you feel like a risk. So I'm going to remove the risk. So, so I get that calculus right yeah or, or metric i don't know which term to use because i only took stats in college you have to take um, into account what the guy does though i mean he just delivers the news like what's he gonna do you know strip so uh, there's really very little opportunity for him to do something that that would damage the company um unless you are afraid he is actually going to strip his clothes off and do something like that but i mean this is silly right, agreed right so um this was <clears throat> over over reaction yeah. yeah and again it's not like um eric adam adame was naked um on Pornhub or something or he's got some channel out there where things are more mainstream this this seems to have been one-on-one consensual uh virtual sex and right. somebody took photos of him without his knowledge and then sent those photos to his employer and to his mother they did not send, they didn't, this wasn't for public consumption, forgive my phrasing. Yeah. To his mother. I mean, that's just mean. Well, that's a shame. how did they get his mother's email address? I don't know. It's probably not hard to find. I mean, I could probably find someone's mother's email address if Ooh. I really wanted to. Challenge accepted. <laughs> I'll find Terry's email address just to prove to you that I can do it. Okay, perfect. 
Um, anyway, so his apology, he did apologize. Um, he seems like a nice guy. And uh, he said, first and foremost, I unequivocally apologize to my employers at Spectrum, my coworkers, my audience, my family, and my friends for any embarrassment or humiliation I have caused you. You expected and deserved better from me. I can't take it back, and I can't change what I did, but I am getting the professional help I need so I can make appropriate decisions that don't affect those I care deeply about, as well as my career, as I move forward in my life. Adami made a point to highlight that while he regrets his appearance on the website, he rejects any criticism that may come about his sexuality. As a public figure, I recognize that I have certain responsibilities that come along with the privileges that I have enjoyed. But let me be clear about something. I don't apologize for being openly gay or sex positive. Those are gifts and I have no shame about them. So that's what I got uh, from the apology. I don't know if that's what I found. I don't know if you found any more. I found a little bit more, but um, I didn't go into the Eric Adame kind of like history or whatever. He feels like an innocent person who has been... I will say unfairly fired. This is an overreaction from his employer, Spectrum News. Um, Spectrum News is Spectrum's a cable channel, and Spectrum News mm-hmm. is pretty much always like on Channel One, and it's the default channel when you turn on cable TV, oh, right? Interesting. And so you can request a different channel to be your turn-on default. channel. I don't know what to call it. Yeah, yeah it's your default channel, um, but it resets frequently. To Spectrum News, right? Oh, wow. Because they're going to keep their fucking viewership numbers up, right? Wow. And I will say, um, I have Spectrum. I I have seen Spectrum News. And I have sometimes fallen in, um, into watching Spectrum News because oh. it'll be a very local uh, story, right? Uh-huh. Um, so a very Austin-based story. And it's not... Um, political, so there's mm-hmm. no real bent to their reporting. I can't quite tell how conservative the station. I see. Well, let That's me just good. say it's you know probably very conservative, but um, but that doesn't come through, right? It's stories about kittens and school children writing songs about corn, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's sweet. Right, oh. and even when they do like a big news story, the homeless population in Austin, right, or an apartment building that, uh-huh. that burned down, they, you know, they find the goodness in it. But it's not saccharine. It's not like Hallmark News, which hi Hallmark, you're welcome to that. You may have a news channel. I'll just take fifty percent of your profits. Um, so, so here's a little bit of of what I found, and I'm stalling because I lost my place in my notes. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, A Spectrum News spokesperson declined to comment for the story, but two sources at the company who asked to remain anonymous, unlike the same uh, courtesy that was extended, that courtesy was not extended to Eric Adame. They've remained anonymous in order to discuss the matter. They said he was let go after months of discussions, during which time he would remain on the air until the end of August. Um, He was removed rather unceremoniously. He just didn't appear. Uh-huh. And on August 19th, viewers of Spectrum News in New York were posting things on Twitter like, where's Eric? What happened to Eric? Who's going to tell me about the weather? Where's <laughs> Eric? So, Adam's attorney point to a New York law that was framed as a revenge porn legislation 
that gives a legal case of action to people who've had naked images of them disseminated without their consent. Um, so in order for Aname to sue that person, he needs to know who it is. And so he's suing large penis support group for to disclose the their tipsters. I don't even like to use that word to to disclose his victimizers, his abusers. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure, we'll use that language. Um, identity, so that he, so that Eric Otome can pursue legal action, not against his employer, but against the person who um, leaked. Mm -hmm. They could yeah. images of him to his boss and to and to his mother. I mean, you've got to be a special kind of asshole to send somebody's mother new yeah. photos. I mean, um, she doesn't want to see those. No, well, yes, she does not, and there are no jokes <laughs> that I'm going to make. That's good. Yes, because I tried. I started. Good restraint. Yes, thank you. See, America's hero, hard at work again. Um, <laughs> the attorneys um, for Automate also note that the website's own policies prohibit users from sharing content that depicts people without their written consent. Along with other forum sites, LPSG has a notoriously toxic reputation among some sections of the gay community as being a place where men will seek out and trade nude images of others. Some of the victims are high profile, but many are not. Uh, Lawrence Walters, an attorney representing Unit 4 Media, um, which apparently is the business arm of Large Penis Support Group, just mm -hmm. never say that enough now, um, <laughs> told BuzzFeed News in an email that capturing and dis disseminating user content without uh, the consent does indeed violate terms of service and may lead to users being suspended or banned. Really? That's the worst you got, Uniform Media? <laughs> um, yeah. Our client's policy is to comply with uh, lawfully issued subpoenas. So in 2017, um, about, I'm, I'm trying, I'm taking this from a, from a headline and it's just written not the way that I'm trying to speak it. And so... Um, I'll just read it. In 2017, the number of young Americans age 18 to 29 who had become victims of non-consensual porn jumped 12%. Um, in 2019, it had grown by 400%. So this is an increasing uh, trend. One in 10 women under the age of 30 have experienced either threats to share um, intimate personal photos or the actual sharing. Uh, non-consensual image sharing. Um, and this is the one place where in our digital age, sorry, this is one place where our digital age and misogyny meet. Our laws are still catching up, but there are ways to fight back against cyber sexual abuse. And so for anybody who might find themselves in that position, the first thing you need to do is document what is happening in real time. You might feel the smart thing to do is take the images down as quickly, as fast as you can and to report them, but uh, take screenshots and make sure that you collect evidence, um, including comments that are posted online, search results that lead to the non-consensual photography, 
um, web pages that are hosting the images, text, emails, or other communication related to the images. Then, unfortunately, you need to seek help from the experts. And I say, unfortunately, because that's attorneys. So it's uh. going to cost you money. Um, you need to find out about obtaining an order of protection, which would establish legally binding instructions to the perpetrator to stop the abuse. So sort of, kind of, like a restraining order. Um, again, these things cost money. And you have to prove uh, in a court of law that this is the person who is doing these things to you. Um, this bit, I'm not so sure about, but the other piece of advice they say is learn about getting your images copyrighted, which can make it easier to regain control of the material and get it taken down. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I, I can see the logic there. That mm -hmm. also will take some time. That's not something mm -hmm. that's going to happen overnight. So by the time you find out that you are a victim of revenge porn, the damage has already been done to your personal life, right? This I, will just all right. about going in and preventing future damage, but it will take a considerable amount of time. Um, you may want to contact the police or your district attorney to report the abuse. Uh, there are sometimes specialized units or hotlines for victims of revenge porn. Uh, try to get the images removed from the internet, which feels like, duh, a no-brainer, but it does also take a lot of work on the victim's part. You have to mm -hmm. contact each website directly. You have to document the communication, etc., cetera, et cetera. Um, It is a growing trend, and one of the... from Okay, sorry, I'm going to nerd out just a little tiny bit here, right? Mm -hmm. So sort of like from a, from a historical perspective, I'm interested in how culture's view of what is private shifts over time, right? Mm -hmm. So in the 900s, people basically, families lived together, extended families lived together in the UK under the same roof. People had sex next to the fire, right? And that today wouldn't happen, right? But quite common then, just simply people's idea of, of privacy was was different. What you could do in a public sphere versus a private sphere, just, just different. Um, and so I do see our current culture's view, ideas about sexualization of people changing, right? Yes. Um, Eric Adame, 20 years ago, would never work again. It would just be over for him. Uh, That's probably true. Not even just for being gay, but just like, oh, there's naked photos of you online. You're fired forever. You can never have another job. You'll have to change your name and move to Nebraska and die of shame, right? <laughs> and <laughs> now he's being championed. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. definitely, a, definitely a shift. Um, we, I, we've mentioned this before, but we could look at Paris Hilton and um, Kim Kardashian both of whom were victims of revenge porn where videos of them having sex with their consensual sex with their partners. Um, right. was non-consensually taped. And yes. Distributed. And distributed. Yeah. Right. Um, and here they are with careers. So, yeah. you know, I'm glad that society is becoming less puritanical. Um, yeah. We'll see when, because at a certain point I will then become bugged by how, Unpuritanical society is. <laughs> I don't know where that line is. Like that should be private, right? Maybe it'll be when Eric Adame is reporting the news in the nude. In the nude. Yes, 
And then I'll be like, <laughs> all right, enough. This is too private. I'm sure this there is- are news channels that are naked. Well, there is naked news. Um, oh, is there? Well, there was. I don't know that there still uh, is. Um, but uh, there there was a thing for a while that was called Naked News, <laughs> where the newscasters were naked. Um, oh, surprise, right. surprise. Um, can't yeah. tell you anything more about that a few years ago. I certainly don't know. Um, I could say that his spokesperson, whose name I cannot find, uh, has said that they've had a number of offers come through, but he does not specify what those offers are. But it mm-hmm. uh, hopefully mm-hmm. seems like... Hopefully not just porn. Well, those will be the first offers that come through. Yeah. <laughs> right. People want to see you naked. Here's some money. Let's right. let some more people see you naked. Let's do it. So how do you rank his apology? Do you accept his apology? I I do accept his apology. Yes. And I will say that I give the apology a solid eight. Um yeah. I feel like he didn't really do anything wrong. He is yeah. not um, blaming his employer. Of course, he's not blaming his employer because he would like to get his job back. Um, right. But at the same time, it'd be very easy to come out and say, my employer wrongfully terminated me. This was private behavior during private time. Sounds really third grade. Yeah. That's private that would have been fine, though. Yeah, that would have been totally acceptable if he had done that, I think. Yeah, right. And that would have been acceptable had he done that. But he doesn't do that. Instead, he says, right. I did this thing. I'm not ashamed about it, but I am embarrassed that things have played out this way. And I will be seeking retribution in a court of law. That's the word I'm yeah. going to use. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's a good eight. I think it's an eight, too. I think it's good. I, I think uh, I think he the part where he said that he didn't he was getting professional help, I think was probably unnecessary. And he didn't need to say that he was getting professional help for what he did, because unless it was part of some sort of, you know, obsessive compulsive behavior that he can't control. Um, but but that's really none of our business. So uh, I, I still give it an eight. I don't give it a 10, but I give it an eight. I think it's very good. Um, and I have no qualms with accepting his apology. Yes. And I'm sure that apology was hard to make. Probably. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I actually have an apology expected this week. Um, I don't know Ooh. if you have a who's sorry now or an apology expected, but the one I have is short, short but sweet. Um, passengers on an American Airlines flight from Los Cabos to L.A. helped the cabin crew restrain a man after he allegedly punched a flight attendant in the back of the head on Wednesday. An FBI affidavit said Alexander Lee was then moved to another row over safety concerns and had his hands and legs cuffed. American Airlines has banned Lee from its flights, and we accept an apology from Alexander Lee for punching a flight attendant in the back of the head, and we also expect him to go to jail, but we'll see. Wow. I yep. Anybody that, that fucks around on an airline deserves to find Just out. Just an idiot. I think so. They're, they're, Calm down. terrible. Seriously, calm down is exactly what's called for here. Calm down and walk. <laughs> walk to where you need to go in the future. Get out and walk. It's stupid. It, airline stewards, I mean, you know. I know. The most inoffensive people in the world, they're just trying to do a job, serve you cookies and or whatever, and, and keep you safe in the event of an emergency. They do not deserve to be punched in the back of the head. Not at all. Right. The jobs are hard enough. I don't know if anybody's ever had to deal with the public, but the public sucks. People are awful. The public really sucks. They're awful. 
And right. it seems like on airplanes, they're getting worse and worse. And, and especially when you give them alcohol, it's just a really uh, probably a bad idea. We should discontinue alcohol on flights. Absolutely, um, except in first class. Your, except for me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for me today. How about you? Anything, anything else? Um, so I don't really... All right, so here's what I have. Um, and so I've just Googled this because I was like... I don't have anything and I need to like do that. And I forgot all about it because we've only done 101 episodes and it takes me 102 <laughs> to catch on to anything. So um, I will expect an apology coming from LinkedIn, the oh. professional website for yes. professional people who want to <laughs> digitally network with each other, improve their work experience and look for jobs. Yes. So LinkedIn ran social experiments on 20 million users for over five years. Oh, wow. A study that looked back at those tests found that relatively weak social connections were more helpful in finding jobs than stronger social ties. And Interesting. I'll bet you that LinkedIn, well, it feels like a no-brainer to you me. Think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for like sure. Your best friends aren't going to help you find a job, but somebody you barely know from work will? I, I think it's just more like, that's it exactly. People don't want to work with their best friends. Yeah. You want to work with somebody that you know who's going to do a good job, right? That's true. Uh, That's I true. heard that this person or, oh, this person that I met at a convention five years ago always seems to be, I don't know, posting. On the ball. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that sort of bullshit. So, um, and of course, that's something that LinkedIn kept. To, I don't even need to read the article to know that what happened, right? Mm. That's something that LinkedIn kept to themselves. Because they want to be the professional Facebook for professionals, right? And yes. so you're only going to get advertisers based on user engagement. So you need to say, our users are on our site for at least three hours a day looking for other jobs. Wow. Yeah. Right. Or, oh, or the average user connects with five people daily, right? Through direct yeah. messages or, or whatever. Right. And you're only going to get those kinds of stats by encouraging people to engage with each other socially. If you're a social website. So LinkedIn, better get that apology out um, publicly soon. And we'll report on it when it does. Yes. And then I will forget all about that. That's right. This, and I <laughs> found this at the last minute. Like, <laughs> I need an apology real quick. I got nothing. <laughs> Professional okay, podcaster everybody. to the end. Thank you for listening to us again. We appreciate it. Stay cool, cucumbers. And remember, we'll Juliet loves you. Julia loves you. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at apologiesaccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at apologies.accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>